the hell was that? I don't know what the second <laughs> song was. No idea. But the first one was MS Left You, the song from Soul Train. And where did Soul Train originate from, Carl? Detroit. And what movie? And where did the movie that we're going to watch, 1968 Uptight, take place in? Cleveland. Still, same Detroit, Cleveland, same place. You know. <laughs> Detroit, Cleveland, same, same state. state. <laughs> no, not same state. Cleveland, Ohio, Detroit, Michigan. Same area. I'll give you Yeah, that. same area. <laughs> uh, yeah. This is one of the pre black the second of the two pre black exploitation black exploitation films that we're doing this month. And sadly, these are all the lost gems because more people know the. It just seems like for 99.9% of uh, the black exploitation scholars that shit don't start until the 70s not true not true I mean they're leaving out let's see hero and uh, let's see uh, Cotton Comes to Harlem uh, well Cotton Comes to Harlem 70 Uh, 68 uh, The Learning Tree Slaves Catch a tiger by his toe. Story of a three-day pass. Yeah, story of a three-day pass by that French guy from Harlem. <laughs> yep. Melvin Van Peebles. Uh, uh, Putney Swope. Yep. That one's not underrated, but most people ignore, most people call that a seventies movie, don't they? Yeah, but that's sixty-eight. Yeah, or 69, I think. 69. 68, 69. You know, it just seems like every black-oriented film, drama, action that came out from like 68 to 70s don't count. I'm like, why? Right. The same directors who you loved in the 70s, they films don't count before 1970? Not true. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now for, for me, this is a... the sleaziest. True. For me, this is an important film. I uh, I've been waving a flag for this for years, and I I finally got a chance to see it uh, when I was in Jersey uh, because all films brought it out. Uh, but we'll talk more about that when it comes in. Olive. But I do, yeah, uh, all the films. Go ahead. This we'll get into it more in the movie. But this is what happens when you make a remake. That's not a remake. A remake that's not a remake. Yeah. Easy. You change the place. You change the time. You change the politics. And that's exactly what they did. And and we'll get into that when we get into the film. Now, uh, of course, we've got the trailers coming up, too. Yeah, but first I want to say 
farewell to a very good friend to all of us cult fanatics, and that is TC Underground, which is sadly going out tonight, the 26th, with uh, two short drug films, A Travelogue of China and Plan 9 from Outer Space, films they have all shown before. So instead of going out with a bang, going out with a... Yeah. Not even a big one, just a little poot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a damn shame. Uh, when you called me and told me that, I, I just, like, I had no idea. I hadn't really kept up on it. Uh, but, uh-huh. man, the films that they had on TCM were just amazing. You know, I don't know how many things I saw for the first time. Ballad of Bricky O., uh, um, uh, so many. I, right now, I'm, I'm, my mind is just... Uh, the Seventh oh. Victim. Uh, yep. Ghostoria, Yatsuya. Uh, Goki, Plane Snatcher from Hell. Body mm-hmm. Snatcher from Hell. It's just, just like, just they were the wild, they just died. We don't give a fuck. They even took films that, that turned out they didn't know they didn't have the rights to. Like The Journey <laughs> yep. to the Moon, the Saturday Night Live film that's pretty much banned everywhere. But we're, we're going to do a show with Vicky about that. And right now we're going to get in there. We're going to get into 90s urban trailers, which was, when black exploitation tried to get legit, legit, and righteous. Yep, preachy too. Especially the first one. The first one, I'm amazed they didn't have one. Well, let's get into it. Go to movie trailer madness, '90s urban crime drama movie trailers. And I'm ready to go. And here we go in five, four, three, two, one, go. And here we go. Movie trailer, movie trailer madness. Language, violence, and sensuality. Yes, sensuality. We love that. Columbia Pictures. Yeah, I was... Ex- I was... Boys in the Hood. During this movie, every scene with Lawrence Fishburne, I was expecting him to carry around a Bible. I think he actually every, did. In one. Yeah, because every scene he's in this movie... See, look, not even the fucking trailers got fucking preaching. Most will die at the hands of another black male. If you ever watch Don't Get Your Juice in South Central, this is the movie that it's basically making fun of when it goes, Message! But so many good actors came out of this movie. Well, you know, that's I, I was Grady's last role before he died. 
Yeah. And there he is. There, yeah, there's Lawrence. Man. Ice Cube. Ice Cube. Oh, Ice Cube. Sorry. Cube. Yeah, even he's preaching. And he's like, "Get that baby out the street." You know. This is a film I, I do, wish that I was like better as it was, as good as the actors were. Yeah. Cuba Gooden Jr., uh, the main guy who gets shot, him, he was on uh, a Law and Order for Forever in a Day. Angela well, Bassett. That, wasn't that Donald Glover, I think? Yeah, Donald Glover. See, even the last scene with Don't Know, Don't Cash Hair, Don't Care What's Going On in the Hood. Yeah. Morris Chestnut. Ice. Morris Chestnut, that's Gr- who it was. Great fucking actors all around. It, it's a good film, but it, it, it is a bit on the preachy side. Yeah, it could, you know. Now, this one is fucking great. Great soundtrack, great bad guy, great hero. If you don't like Wesley Snipes as the the bad guy in this movie, something wrong with you. That's a good, that's a good damn cast. Oh, you know that movie's good. Remember we did a watch of this one. Oh, absolutely. And a great fucking soundtrack, too. Yep. And my, my brother's keeper. What real Harlem gangster was Wesley Snipes' character based on? Uh, Frank, uh, Lucas, come on, you got it. Yeah, Frank Lucas, thank you, thank you. But God, Wesley just was so good in this motherfucking movie, so was Ice T. That was the problem. Yeah. Both of them stole this motherfucking movie. Well, and Chris Rock, too, is Pookie the Crackhead. He was so yeah. good in this. This movie gets less respect than it should. Well, you know something? When we did the 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 watch of this commentary watch, I was thinking, okay. But by the end of it, it's like, holy shit, that was a good movie. Mario Van Peebles is his father's son. Yep, that's for sure. Oh shit. We don't know this movie. We ought to see this one sometime, Carl. <laughs> this is such a great fucking movie. A movie. Of all the underrated urban films, this, it, you look up underrated urban films in the early 90s, it's just going this to be Bill Duke standing there with a copy of this. Yeah. 
David Goldberg boom plays basically Goldberg. the devil in this. He's great. I, I I think it's his best role he ever had. Easily. Yeah. And I I mean everybody is just so great in this. No one can steal this movie because everyone is fucking great. There's a woman that plays a mother of a kid. Only screen role she ever had, and she's fantastic. There is nobody in this movie that doesn't do a great job. Even Michael Tolkien. Uh, And Charles Martin Smith. Don't forget him. Yeah. What's this? Oh, Belly. Now, this one's underrated, but what's funny is the director of this came out to be one of our favorite horror film directors of the 90s. You ever heard of a little film called Tales from the Crypt Presents Demon Night, Carl? Oh, yeah. And a little film called Bones? Oh, yeah. Bingo! It's actually one of Rachel's favorite films, Bones. Yeah, this is his first film. This is sort of a remake of the French film La Haine. Okay. You know the one with uh, Vincent Cassel, the little pissant thug that think he's a big thug? Yeah. yeah. And yes, it's they they play this as a rap movie and it's not. It's really a grim motherfucking little crime movie. Highly recommended. Right, Carl? Right. Oh yeah. Been a long time since I've seen this though. So I have to see yeah. it again. This is one of those like film noirs that start out dark. And it keeps getting darker until it's dark, dark, and this is one of those no-hope movies. And that's my favorite kind of noir, and Carl will tell you that. Well, you're going to enjoy the film tonight, that's the case. Yeah. Ernest Dickerson, there's a guy that never got the respect he deserved. I, I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. What's this? Charles F. Dutton. I love me some Charles F. Dutton. <coughs> Another guy too. that never got the respect he deserved. If not for... Is this 187? Yeah, I think this is 187, yes. God damn, this movie... You wouldn't think of it by watching... Uh, no, this is Minister Society. Another oh, very, okay. very dark fucking film from the Hughes brothers. That's one thing I liked about the nineties black urban films is they weren't they were afraid dark. to go midnight. They weren't afraid to go midnight where they go. No. Hey, Bill Duke. I forgot Bill, Bill. Duke. Minister Society. 
one of the best scenes and scariest scenes in the movie is after they kill the Korean ghost or man. Yeah. It shows them watching the tape over and over again like a porno film. Oh, God. You know, just watching it like, yeah, look what we need to do. Bang, pow. Is it Sugar Hill? This has a this has a great <coughs> performance from one of our best actors of the nineties. I'm just gonna let you watch it and see if you can see who it is. Okay, I don't know this. This movie. guy steals the fucking movie. Of course, Abel Goat is good. Oh, yeah. I do not know this film. It's not that bad. It got lumped in with the black films, and this is really a dark, dark motherfucking film. With a great porn as his dad from There's Leon, another guy that never got to do he deserved. I bet they won't show Leon's best friend. Probably not. I still don't know what this film is. It's Sugar Hill. Oh, this is Sugar. I've never seen Sugar Hill. And who plays his father? Clarence no idea. motherfucking Ma- William the Third. The Third. Yeah. Well, of course, if it's Clarence Williams, and he's going to steal a fucking movie. Since they won't show it, probably. The best film that Leon did in the 90s was The Five Heartbeats, which you do need oh, to yeah. see. Great film. I think, let's see. Oh, Spike Lee, Martin Corsese. I know exactly which one this is. This is Clockers. Yeah, this is crackers. Not as good, not as good as it could have been. I mean, just look at the acting power in this movie. Totoro, and the fact, yeah, Totoro, Kaitel, uh, the guy from the thing, the black guy from the thing. Yeah. It should have been so good, but it was a good a three star movie. Delroy Lindo. Yeah. Oh, Delroy, man. Great, great character actor. How did this movie just be okay? I don't know. 
I don't know. Because Spike Lee can direct a good noir. Oh, yeah. Problem with Clockers, the book, is there was just too much story in it. Yeah. Another one of those that forgot the rule of kiss. Mm-hmm. Which is keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. Yep. Complicated as politics is, the woman watching that uptight follows the rule of kiss. Yep. This one should have been so much better. Well, you know, sometimes there's a misfire. Oh, God, no. As God is my witness, me and two-fourths of the guys in the theater laughed at this. When she told this guy, turn in the guy who says he's going to kill you, He'll go to prison and come out and thank you for sending him there and saving his life. That's the exact line, Carl. Oh, God. There's only one good thing to come out of this movie. What? Weird Al's Amish Paradise. Yes. I was begging my cousin Anson to so let's leave and go watch a good movie. He's like, no, man, we got to watch this in here. I'm like, God damn, what did I do to you, motherfucker? <laughs> yeah, this, this, one, this one's the stinker. This is the stinker. I think this might be the stinker of the batch unless they get worse. And I'll be pissed off because if they don't include one, there's one I would have kicked this off in a heartbeat and replaced it with. Yeah. <laughs> and Carl, I know what this is, but we'll talk about it a little more at the end. It's the only gangsta black urban film in the 90s to be about chess. Ah, they better I know have what that talking. motherfucker on here, won't you? Don't you think? I think so too. I choose to take a shit. God, yes, movie. I did yell that at the screen when that come up. Yes. Directed by John Smith. I wish it was John Doe. God. Awful movie. And a big hit. I know. An awful movie. This is another film that had too much fucking story in it. But if you didn't buy the soundtrack to this, you ought to be punched in the mouth. (laughs) 
And that is Dead Presidents by the Hughes Brothers. Now, this this is a good song, song. Yeah, but not as good as the fucking soundtrack. How many other movies do you know that would use the full fucking 21-minute version of By the Time I Get to Phoenix by... Uh, uh, what's his? Yeah, Isaac, Isaac Hayes. Hayes. Yeah, very cool. And it takes too long to get to the heist. I mean, the heist itself is so good. Oh yeah, heist it's just is great. too bad that the movie is like two hours and twenty minutes, and the heist is like. 20 minutes of the motherfucking movie. Yeah. Get it, everybody. Walk on by. Yeah. Like I said, I don't recommend the movie as much as I recommend the soundtrack. Please get and listen to the soundtrack. Please. Walk on by Isaac Hayes by the time I get to Phoenix. Just goddamn. This soundtrack so, so good that they put out like a second volume of it. The Raptors of NS2 Society. Yeah. Brother Spill. Well, that's Uncle Sam Flynn, baby. I need a butt. Look at that. The Spill. Well, I'm Family Stone. Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Hi. Oh. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> One of my fucking favorite, if not my favorite, Albert Peel action films. Mean Guns. I just wish I could get a hold of the fucking widescreen version. Yeah. Because this was shot in great widescreen. If you get a chance to watch this, please watch it. It's good. You wouldn't think it'd be good, but goddamn, is everyone having a well, fucking blast in this movie. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, was a, he was just a B-movie director with a B-movie soul and C-budget, and he still brought out great shit. And how many song. movies do you know Prez Prada did the fucking... He used Prez Prada for the entire fucking soundtrack. So you got yeah. this badass action film with Mambo. <laughs> now, this was a great little movie. It came out after Tupac died, I think, but still, this was a great little noir Two dirty cops who get killed the wrong person and get caught up in a world of shit. 
You remember this? Yeah, I do. Now I know what it is. I mean, they're good. Tupac, good. James Belushi, good. Well, it's a picture, but it's a B movie noir. And we've seen this like on a rainy Saturday. We be some happy motherfuckers. Oh yeah. And those people that don't think James Belushi can act, watch this movie. Seriously. James Earl Jones. Jones, Yeah. Final roll. Dennis Quaid, too. Yeah, he played the bum. <sighs> oh, never mind. I fucking love this movie. Okay, I don't care what you say. Go no, I said, I told you, I said, Carl, take it away. <laughs> this movie is just beautiful. It, 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 it's garbage, so it's not normal. Uh, Forrest Whitaker is just great. It, it molds mafia and samurai, and it has a French ice cream vendor who they look at a Boat being built on a, on a roof. Who cares, it's this guy? Uh, Henry Silva sitting at the table scaring the living shit out of you. Okay, the <laughs> one that, the two that should have been on there that I would have put on there is, uh, well, there is definitely Fresh, which is the one about. How did that movie get lost as good as it is? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good, it's a solid film. It's not one of my favorites, but it's a solid film. I know it's better than solid. I mean, it deals with chess. It's got Giancarlo Esposito in one of his best fucking roles. That look on his face once he realized he's been fucked in the ass by that little boy is just yeah. classic. Oh, absolutely. It's just like he's just like wondering what's going on, and then all of a sudden that realization just whoosh washes over his face. He yeah. looks at him like you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, uh, what, what was his name? Oh, oh, Samuel Jackson. Yep. And another one they forgot. This is real quick. Uh, the one and only One False Move, which we trumpeted, which is one that yep. need to be seen. Agreed. 
uh, devil in a blue dress, how they forget that, but they should be ashamed. That, they should that's apologize the one I would have said. The devil in a blue dress, I think, needed to be on this. Yeah. If death Easy for wrongs, God, Don, yeah, it's death for Don Cheadle. Yeah, oh, God. That's mouth. Just incredible. Yeah, devil in a blue dress needed to be here. Uh, we're talking around right now about obscure, forgotten, great, dark, black, noir. Mm-hmm. And we're about to watch a great one. They, I mean, if you're looking at this on uh, that and you can see the poster to Uptight, this should tell you what kind of darkness you're getting into. I mean, Carl calls oh, yeah. it one of the meanest posters ever. It just shows yeah. the lead hero being overwhelmed by all of the shit that he's got himself into. Yeah. And trust me, I think he is in a world of shit. Yes, he is. Uh so this is a remake of a film uh, called The Informer uh, by John Ford. No, it's a and, remake uh, of the book, not the movie, because John well, no, Ford it, didn't do the entire book. No, that's true. But, but uh, you know, the book was about the IRA. This is reset in, in 1968 Cleveland. Uh, right after the assassination of Martin Luther King. Uh, and yeah, and the Black Panthers are involved. Yeah, and the Black Panthers are involved. It's directed by uh, an American expatriate by the name of Jules Bassin, and you'll see a lot of uh, corollaries between... Uh, he was kicked out because of the UAC uh, and McCarthyism, and he did not name names. So you'll see a lot of that in this, too. And we'll get into that as we get into the film. Uh, this was also co-written by Ruby Dee, uh, and also Ossie Davis was behind the scenes in this film. Uh, it, it, this, this is a movie I've been trumpeting for years and years. And if I'm not mistaken, you have not seen this movie, have you, Stephen? This is your first time. I've watched, yeah, I've watched some of it before, but not all of it. But who does okay. the music in this, Carl? Their uh, only full movie score. Booker T and the MGs. Buddy. MGs. God bless them. Yeah. Well, guess who was uh, did a little bit of the uh, uh, support for this film, not only in uh, releasing the soundtrack, but also uh, in financing the film? Which who? Stax Records. Stax. The people behind yeah. Stax. Yeah, I would. Because yep. right then uh, was when the head of Stax was trying to dodge uh, B.B. King's hey, well, charges that they were racist, uh, racist slave owners who were ripping off their artists. And, it, and the thing about it is, is this is when they became political tax records in the 60s, like 60s, 68, 69. That's when they really got into political, uh, you know, staple singers and such. But we'll get into that. Uh, let's uh, 
Let's go ahead and start the movie. Why don't you count us down? We're yeah, at we're Uptight at... 1968, and, and it's YouTube. And if you're zero zero zero, you'll see the Olive Film B. Yep. And here we go so in five. Okay, what are you gonna say, Carl? So we are Nothing. here. Just we... go right ahead. Go right ahead, man. Go. Here we are at five, four, three, two, one. Disco. There we go. And the word uptight, which is not used as much nowadays, means very nervous and high strung, which does fit the lead character. And this yeah. was another film fucked over by Paramount because they didn't know what the hell they were doing. Yep, it's a shame. Who did the animation for this motherfucker? I'm not sure. Frank Solera, Raymond St. Jacques. Yeah. This has three of the what they call the big four of the pre black exploitation age and the Godfathers of Black Exploitation, which were uh Gordon Park Senior. Uh, yep. uh Melvin Van Peebles. Yeah, Ossie Melvin Davis. Van Peebles. Ossie Davis and he's and Raymond Shane Jock. Okay, Him by the way, you asked who did the uh, you asked who did the animation. That was Joy and Season Ubley. They were Canadian uh, uh, um, animators, and they're very, very good. That's who did the animation here. Oh God, yeah. But those four I just mentioned are really the starting post. Hell, they were a big part of 68. Ossie Davis, this one. Uh, Van Peebles, story of a three-day pass. Uh, Gordon Park, the learning tree. Uh, Raymond St. Jacques, shit. If he hollers, let him go. He was in this one. And the other one that that wasn't that would have been in this group would be Godfrey Cambridge. Yeah, Godfrey Cambridge. His big one was Watermelon Man, and then it mm-hmm. goes back to the one and only. The Ebenezer Church man that still stands. Yeah, and that's actual footage, man. Of course, it was easier to shoot the streets. Yeah, Memphis. I know where that is. No, I That's was just there. a landmark. Absolutely. And, and the, uh, you know, talking about Saks, where he was, uh, Martin Luther King was uh, assassinated, was right down the street from Stacks, and that's where they had their... Their meetings a lot and would 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 hang out 
and such at that hotel. God. Look how 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 far that goes, man. There he is right there, Jesse Jackson. Yeah. That was a dark time. First Martin Luther, then Malcolm X. Actually, it was Malcolm X, I think, first, and then Martin Luther, and, of course, Robert Kennedy afterwards. And then, uh, what's his name? Uh, the leader, one of the leaders of the Black Panthers, Huey Newton. Yeah, Huey Newton. I just wish that documentary wasn't such a son of a bitch to find. The murder of Huey P. Newton. Great speech, man. Yeah, I love how they're comparing in this movie the righteous sacrifice of Dr. Martin Luther King with what the character whose name was uh, Trunk was. Yeah. And, of course, one of the things that it does is it takes Martin Luther King nonviolence and and compares it to the Black Panthers. And uh, there's no real answer here. Which makes it even more realistic in my in my sensibilities. Yeah, this is all about reaction, not action. Right. If that makes any sense. They don't see him showing that like I'm gonna go kill these motherfuckers, blah, 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 you know. Yeah. No, I won't want to be a white person in that neighborhood. No, not at all. Twenty-eight cents a gallon, man. And there's our protagonist. Yeah. You can tell he got the drunk sweats already. Cleveland Crust. I've always I've found it interesting that they they chose Cleveland for this. I always wondered why it wasn't Detroit or Chicago. Uh, but one of the things that, as they were looking for areas, the thin look Cleveland Brown. and this is exactly where he wants it. Ask there James he is. Brown. Yeah. It wasn't Cleveland where James Brown had this famous uh, concert that helped, that kept uh, them from tearing the city apart? 
Something like that. Yeah, I think it was, actually. And this was one of his earliest roles, Max Julian. Yeah. We lost him last year, sadly. Now, the person who plays our our informer, who's the one in the uh, shower, he actually co helped co-wrote this and co-produce it also. And I don't know much about him. This is like the only film that he really did. He did a lot of theater. That's Tank. Yeah, he's yep. there. They're just using Max him. Julian. Max Julian was in a number of films. Uh, uh, of course, The Mac uh, and uh, also Thomasine and Bushrod. But did you know that he actually ended up in politics? Yeah. <laughs> He was he was the mayor of Atlanta. Yeah, and he died of French ex parte. <laughs> yeah, hold on just a second. <laughs> God. As God is my witness, Julian is dubbed. That's not Max Julian's voice. No, I think it is his voice. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not. I think this was his first role, though. And he was young. I think he was only like 20. Early 20s. So here they are. They're they're doing they're they're doing the heist. They have they heist Aston, and if you're asking me, <laughs> they got fucking bolt cutters, but they ain't even using the bolt cutters. Mm-hmm. I may be a dumb country boy, but I know how to use damn bolt cutters and you don't use the handle. <laughs> See, look how quick it's. He's using bolt cutters as wild hands. Are they biscuits there, but are they gravy? Where's the gravy at? By the way, give me a time. Where are you? Uh, 12.10. You're at 12.10, okay. I'm a little mm-hmm. ahead of you. I'm sorry. But still, where's the gravy at? They got biscuits. Where's the gravy? A.K.A. why the fuck would you steal guns without having the bullet? Come to me and say, I stole 21 guns. I'm like, good. Where's, oh, never mind. <laughs> They're like, here you go, Steve, you dumb motherfucker. And why they only got two motherfuckers? 
Unloading? <laughs> yeah. What about this motherfucker in the back seat? Do you need more than two? Okay, <laughs> I know. Damn. Is that tank right there? No, that's not tank. That's Raymond St. Josh. I forgot how white and non how non mean his ass looked before he was a grave digger. Yeah, and he leaves his he leaves his clothes there. He shot his own light out. Way to go, dumb. God damn, I'm acting like a real robber. What the fuck you doing, motherfucker? God damn. Uh, okay. You're at the uh, police station now, and I got to say, one of my favorite actors is there, man. I fucking love Roscoe Lee Brown. And he plays the black cop. And he's wonderful in this. Jay Wells. Yeah, I know him, too. He always had that voice. Well, probably the the best role that he ever had was Nightlinger and and John Wayne's The Cowboys. But I love Roscoe Lee Brown. Yeah, of course. Smarter than anyone in the room, trust me. And there's Ruby D. Huh? <laughs> like Notice also, you know, the lighting here and things like that. It, it, it makes it, you know, it's rather artistic. Now, people have had issues with that. They wanted this a little more straightforward, but I really like what what the scene does as far as the lighting. Uh, a lot of this is done in dark and it's natural lighting. Uh, I think it's really well done. It's a remake of the motherfucking former. They should be lucky they didn't use as much fucking fog as uh, <laughs> John Water, uh, John Ford used. Now, one of the major differences here is in the informer. You know, the the, the revolution is sort of in the background, and they focus much more on the informer. In this case. The revolution is right in your face. Yeah. And and it's and it's more about what Tank goes through during this period of time. Well, if you look at the poster Go ahead. 
Yeah, that's what it shows to. It shows the pressure that he's under. Yeah. Now, there's Raymond Shane's yacht. Yeah. You could see the con- the love, the love, and the thing that the Hughes brothers had in Dead President to this movie. Oh yes, oh yeah, without a doubt. This is very influential, but influential in terms of the filmmakers have to know the movie. Yeah. Again, that shot, the it is fake rain. You can tell it's fake rain, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. I can't stand the fake rain on my window. <laughs> By the way, another thing this, this does, it's one of the, you know, we talk about films that show places in a particular time. This is one of the few films that show the, the how... Uh, uh, ghetto in, in Cleveland, and it's really something. Oh God, this just reminds me of two more they should have added to that trailer list. What? Uh, King of New York. Yeah, I was thinking King of New York too. And Alphabet City. Yep. Who's this guy doing a Cleveland Little Rig riff? This is an interesting character, too. You'll, you'll see what happens here. Roscoe in the background. <laughs> God. Just with a look, man. We don't need you. Okay. Oh. 
I love that now. You're like, hey, how you doing, man? <laughs> Move your ass. You know I will be a good. Dub a good uh, double feature with this. Okay. I I have my choice on that one. You go ahead first. The spook who sat by the door. Absolutely. Because Ivan Dixon loved this movie and definitely took from it for spook. I've said that for years. This is the predecessor to spook. No question. None. Yeah. Is his weakness. And Russell Lee Brown playing playing uh, gay. Interesting. Yeah, I figured out as soon as I seen him, you know, he's uh but still tank. You get that boy a bottle of booze to do anything you motherfucking want. Yeah. That's probably why they got rid of him. Yeah. Russell Lee Brown is so good in this, too. You know, and, and, and you take a look at this, and you take a look at his character in uh, Nightlinger and the Cowboys and a couple other things he's done, and they're all different. And, and, and he was very, very And you know underrated. why he tanked? What other big movie did he play in? I'm not sure. I was going to check that out, actually. Sweet, sweet, remember, badass song. Yes, he did. Oh, yes, he did. Yep. He's the pimp who got his ears blown off by the cops. That's it. Here, I'm looking now just to, just to see. Died re- relatively early, unfortunately. Yeah, he did three films. Our Virgin Island. He was in Sweet Sweetback and, and Uptight. There you go. You got that. I recognize the face, especially when something... And don't forget what my what Tracy got me for Christmas. Oh. Oh yeah, yeah. The uh, uh, what's the book on black? Was it black exploitation or was it? Uh, trying to remember. Yeah, black exploitation. Mm-hmm. Let's see. They got the Sydney Portier, say 63 with a patch of blue. In the heat of the night, the summer love and guess who love 67. And the love of Ivy, 68. Yep. Uh, Rio Conchero, Jim Brown, 64. Daddy Dozen, 67. I Station the zebra and dark of the sun, 68. A hundred rifles and Kenner, all 1969. Yep. 
Uh, cool World, 63, Nothing But a Man, 64, and The Learning Tree, 69. Right. By the way, Nothing uh, But a Man is a great film. Great one film. Potato, Two Potato, 64. If He Hollers, Let Him Go in the Store of a Three Day Pass, 68. Putney Swope, 68. A Change of Mind, 68. Uptight, 68. And Slave, 69. Yeah. In 1970, it was Halls of Anger, Right On, Tick, 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 and the Liberation of Liberation of L.B. Jones. Yep. And, he's and then Cotton came yeah. to Cotton comes to Harlem, and the whole damn and the whole and the whole dam broke open. Yeah. I think it's about time we talk a little bit about Jules Dassin. Um, Go ahead. Okay, so so the director of this, uh, great, you know, he he was born in 1911, uh, moved to Harlem, uh, and and then he was in the New York Theater for a number of years. He joined the Children's Theater Division of the Federal Theater Project. Uh, the Arkef Players, a Yiddish proletarian theater company in 37, uh, and did did all this. He uh, wrote sketches for the radio, at times directing his own radio plays, became a stage director and producer. 39 to Sin uh, adapted uh, The Overcoat, and did all this stuff up until the 40s. And in the 40s, he, he got started working with RKO, and then Metro Golden Mare and, and Eagle Line Films. Uh, the first film he made, and I've seen it, and it is amazing, did a short on Edgar Allan Poe's The Telltale Heart. Uh, and then I've he seen did, that, uh, too. It's good. It's real good. Uh, he did the What's low-budget spike. funny spy- is that if you wanted to see it, look up Hellboy, the director's yeah. cut. Uh, the first uh, Del Toro. Okay, you're, because... you're talking the animated. You're talking the animated film. This was not the animated film. This was live action. This is yeah, this it is, is different a live than... action film. Uh, there was a limited edition of the director's cut, and it has that Jules Dessin version on it. Nice. It was the four disc edition, not the three disc. Yeah, I only had the three disc, so I didn't have that. Uh, uh, he did uh, he did a number of films uh, he did uh, Men at Sea uh, Now We Are 21 and he you know coming up through through, through that they did really really well uh, and he did Reunion in France but but you know he did all this work for, for Metro and then he went to Mark Hellinger uh, and Universal Action International. And uh, then, because of UAC, and he wouldn't name names, he then went to France. And he did Rafifi. He did a number of things. He he did he just was a great, great director. And it is such a shame that... Uh, 
that the blacklist happened and that, but that he was a member of the Communist Party. He had no qualms about that. Uh, he was always a lifelong liberal. Later, once he did uh, Rafifi and Topkapi and, and uh, uh, Never on Sunday, he got remarried to Melina Mercori, and then and then they they funded uh, they funded a uh, uh, a revolution in, in Greece against the government. So he was you know he was an act, activist, no question, and you can tell where his politics are. No question. Well, the fact that when Tank walked by that doorway, painted in white letters on that doorway was lie. Yeah. And I want you to realize something that you never really talked about. He has no motherfucking sympathy for Tank. No. As a matter of fact, Tank is the kind of person that Jules would spit on. Absolutely. And that's the, actually, I did mention that because I said there was this dichotomy between Dustin and not naming names. And 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 tank and, and and the informer, and that this dichotomy makes this movie even more, you know, makes the viewer question, you know, which side should I be on? And I think the thing is saying neither. Yeah, Sorry. what do you think? They had a big giant lie there when he walked past the doorway. Doorways oh, yeah. are places of change. You either enter the doorway. Or you don't go in the doorway. Either right. way is a lie. Mm-hmm. Are you lying to them? Are you lying yeah. to yourself? Are you Absolutely. lying to God? Are you lying to the cops? Nice, nice observation, Stephen. Very well done. Difference is, is Victor McCargan's politics and the informer is a lot more clearer, if you know what I mean. Exactly. You know which side you're on. You don't hear. And that that is absolutely, you know, a, a conscious decision by both the the screenwriters and the scene as the director. Yeah, like look, even the revolutionaries want that guy dead. Mm-hmm. Now this scene is something. The bowling alley scene. And I liked the fact that the gay guy is the only one that will be honest about it. I'm oh, a yeah. guy, you know. Yeah. He don't have that false sense of machismo. I love that. What yeah. is this? A barrier between us? And all he says is, looks like it, don't it? Yeah, I think that's the only white actor in the whole film. Well, no, the cops are white too, but the only white actor to be down with them. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. See, one one of the things I love about this film, as you listen to this particular part of it, is is that it's it's presenting both sides, and it and it's making you question what you hate think. And, and is hate? That's yeah. another message that Jules spread. And he's like, you may fry, bake it, boil it, shove it, scrub it, eat it raw, put it in the oven. Add all sorts of spices and sauces. It's still hate. Oh. That would be Jules. Yeah. You know, he talked himself, you know, Whitey with that conscious crap. He's like, cut that bullshit. I'm a liberal. Yeah. This is a great scene. This really, really cuts through so much yet. That's what, and as we say, that's what makes this movie dangerous is that it cuts through the shit. Now, he was in a lot of films. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you remember what his biggest role was? No, I don't. I'm pretty toned I got bitches coming up to me and just bringing me money. Oh, okay. Yeah. I love that line right there. This yeah. is something I wrote. If you don't want to read it, you can use it for toilet paper. Now that was some truth. Yeah. And I say that to all you woke mothers that are trying to protect the cripples, the women, the blacks, the minorities. I'm not saying much during this scene because this scene is like the crux of the film. It really Uh, is. There's help there, too. White help. I love the way he stressed white. It reminds me of that scene at the end of Superfly. I hired the only men that could carry out a contract like that. White killers. And that gets reaction. Bucky. 
you, you can see the difference here in the, in, in the you know, nonviolent versus violent. We need a no, revolution. No, he, he ain't nonviolent. He's pro himself. You yeah, that too. understand that. Homeboy there is all about getting his money, getting his political power, getting oh, his yeah. slice of the pie, and using their cause as a way to do it. If you don't think people like that existed, look at Reverend Al Sharpton. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Al Sharpton. And how Jesse Jackson got in the 80s once he started running for a political office. Yeah. Once you get stars in your eyes, your dreams of youth will begin to die. Oh, yeah. How do you like it? I'm off my knees now. Yeah. You know, just, I mean, the acting here is just amazing. The, what, the, it it's really just is. the names that uh, Jules is name dropping. Those four little girls in that. Uh, I'm more southern than you, so I can explain this better than you, huh? You know, the Yankees. Okay, go ahead, sir. Mega Evers was the guy who was killed by the Klan in. Mississippi, when you was five, six years old. And he wasn't, and the guy, and the Klan man who killed him wasn't convicted until you was pretty much 50. And I think he was actually older than that. No, I'm talking you, when you. Yeah, I'm talking your age, yeah. You yeah. were around five years old when he was, uh, when he killed that six. guy. I was 64. It was 64. Yeah, six. I was six. And when he was convicted, you was around 50. Yep. You're absolutely right. And those four little white girls is some stupid, idiotic. White boys, they never did find out who it is who blew up a Southern Baptist church and killed four little black girls and some other people there at the church. They burnt down a motherfucking church. Don't trust Tank. I wouldn't. Long as Tank trusts that bottle. Understood. But yeah, how it's like uh, the only good part of uh, Ideal Zeo Tom, which is just a nasty little mean film, but it does ask the real question that this movie asks too. Where did all of this hate come from? I know. That makes me wonder, did he actually say that about Tank? 
after talking that way to him. Uh, and there, there's are, Roscoe again, man. But then we've already seen him bullshit. Yeah. Uh, tank, right? Yeah. And, and you know, the real how in Cleveland. I want to make sure you know that. This is yeah. how. This is this this is their Harlem back in the day. I know what other movie had scenes filmed in a recreation of this. Oh God, there's so many of them. Dolomite is my name. Yeah. Because that burlesque calls and places like that is where Rudy did it, the Chitlin Circuit. We in the middle of the Chitlin Circuit. I wonder who to believe, the revolutionaries or Johnny. Johnny said, you know. Mm Mm-hmm. Because he's already shit all over him once in the movie. Exactly. And that, why do you think he does this? You know, because he's been shit on all the way through. I love that he's shaven and he's more white than, and God, look at that fucking chest hair. Yeah. Look at the look on his face. Yeah. You can, any altruistic motive about him turning in his brother has just went to shit. Yep. Right there. Absolutely. And listen to that music in the background, man. Booker T, man. They don't use it a lot, but it's there. Oh, yeah. They they use it all through the movie. It's just that there's this girl singing with them. That's what we're not used to. Because usually Booker T is an acoustic band. Yeah. One guy that near tries to save their ass. Yeah. Am I right that Max Julian leaves the film pretty soon? 
नहीं जास Because the one white guy is is really trying to help. Yeah. Uh, look at those slums now. Jesus. You know, when I was in college, I did a song by Randy Newman called Rednecks. And it says, you know, you Northerners, you think you're as good as, a, you know, you're better than us Southerners. You got Howe in Cleveland, you know, uh, this and that. And that's where you bottle up all the black people anyway. You got Harlem in New York. Yeah, man. Yeah, Max isn't long for the world. I'm just letting you know. Yeah. Look at them throwing throwing tin cans, and that that is a realistic. That that happened a lot. Well, that's pretty much what they had to grab. Yeah. You haven't got a chance, Carl. Come on down. Is the price right now? Can I come down? No. God, this is so well, you know, directed and so well done. And there's your fog, by the way. Your fog is is, is the smoke bombs. Yeah. The McClargan character in the two. Yeah, they did. Glad you caught that. And Ralph Bakshi had to see this. Oh, yeah. There's no doubt. You know no why? Doubt. Why? The riot scene in Fritz the Cat is taken beat for beat from this. Yeah. I'm not saying stolen, I'm saying the beats. Mm-hmm. The gas. Oh, shit. And he takes the money, of course, and now he's drinking. <laughs> And of course, see, they think he got the money from the numbers. He didn't. <laughs> I love you, brother, but. 
In a way, I'm better dissect. I'm better using the scoop a lot of movies than you are. Yeah. But by then, I got no sympathy for Tank. Well, I do have sympathy if that other motherfucker lied to him. But since Tank, that since what's his name did, well, he told Tank exactly what he was going to do. No. Makes me wonder who was lying to who. No. You know. By the way, if uh, Rachel was uh, watching this, she would definitely mention the, the the costuming. Oh yeah, this is perfect for upper class. The black. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know the thing is Tank is, is is not there's a lot of pity but he also digs his own grave yeah he digs his own holes he has to go to the bar he has to show off Liquid courage, motherfucker. Yeah. Nowadays, this movie would be called racist. For the reason you would think it is. This does not show a good positive role model of the black community. (laughs) And who would be saying that? The white. The upper privileged. What college going white? It's like Wake and Fright, right? Because Wake and Fright, they us, you know, you know, that's not us. That's not us. Oh yes, it is. Because it's human. Because we're all flawed. Yeah. He's like a cross between Victor McCloggin and the informer and Lenny from uh of Mice and Men. Mice and Men. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what that's supposed to, I wonder what the hell that was supposed to represent that shot. Mhm. Well, the hell of a <laughs> shot. that's up. A... Uh, this is so well done. And goddamn, is this print fucking beautiful? Oh, There's it's no gorgeous. flaws. There's no. There's no hairs. I, yeah, yeah. These type of things going to the arcade. I used to go to arcades like that when you know 
back when no, I was a kid. No, he went to the steel factory and nearly beat the guy to death and why he went to prison. Right. <laughs> My dad used to do those. I was, like I said, until oh. video video game hit. Oh, yeah. I couldn't. My aunt, my eye hand coordination, let's just say I couldn't stick my finger up my ass by aiming in my eye. <laughs> I was I was a pinball player. That's what I did. I was a pinball player. Yeah, but you know I what was, I mean. Once I start playing I know Nintendo exactly what and all mean. that shit, it's funny. It's just that became like a cure for us with... Uh, uh, severe eye-hand coordination It help you get your shit Some kind of Zen balance bullshit mm-hmm. uh, Another scene how, 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 how these white people React Taurus. to black And then Taurus. of course Take a look at their Yeah and, Take a look uh, at this mirror shot, man. Yeah, but when I say tourists, I mean it in the derogatory. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I know what you naked mean. Naked lunch way. This is this is an amazing segment too. You don't see this. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Yeah, I do. I Burroughs. He's a tourist. God. I remember seeing this, this segment for the first time in the mirrors and just like being blown the fuck away, man. It is, it's an amazing sequence. Oh, you could spend 20 minutes at those mirrors like that and those old carnies. Oh, yeah. And, of course, you know, again, people say, well, this was too artsy. And even even yeah. Ebert, who I'll uh, quote at the end of the movie, uh, you know, even complained that, that he was doing, he was too artsy. He was not really focusing on the reality. But I think he is. Well, no, look there. at the films that I not him drop that come out in 68. 69. Yeah. How many of those were not artsy? Yeah. Well, besides flavors, but. Watermelon Man, artsy. Story of a three day pass, very fucking artsy. Grab a tiger by a toe, artsy. Uh, yeah. You know, if he hollers, let him go. Very artsy. Liberation of Val Q. Jones, artsy. Yeah. This is him name dropping a subplot in the movie that they don't even touch here. Which is the Protestants versus the Catholics. Right. And get 
But what's funny is the blacks, 99% of them were babies. Yeah. Like me. Well, that's uh, the card I carry. I'm a card-carrying babist. I do like how he plays drunk, too. It's not, it's just close to over the top, but not quite. Yeah, you see what you're going to be giving, motherfucker. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. AIDS, Warney. AIDS, AIDS, AIDS. Yeah, there was gay sex that did it back in the 80s. There was <laughs> all them druggies who did it. And then you got that shot right there. Donors paid at the blood bank. Yep. It wasn't the gays who sold their blood. Most of the gays that moved to New York had that weird green stuff. Yep. Now this thing. Which definitely is, uh, is in the, the the original John Ford film. And Victor McQuaglin does this scene. Now, take a look how the two of them do it differently. Now he's coming back to Earth. Yep. As as you watch this film, I want to just say, take a look at the directing and really take a look at, at, you know, Jules Dessin and really check out some of his other work. Seriously. Um, I I think that I'm going to recommend a couple of films. Fifty is one of the best fucking caper films there is. Yeah. Rafiki is absolutely fantastic. Um, copy, maybe not as good, but a damn good good caper film also. Um, but also Never on Sunday. Uh, Night in the City is a great noir. Is that the, the boxing one? Is that the wrestling one? Uh, that's the boxing one, not in the city. Okay, yeah. Uh, the Canterville Coast, great little film. Yeah. Uh, there's also that one in the 40s, too. Hold on just a second. Oh, Root Force is great, too. Really good director. And definitely check out his other films. And this is all done in silence. Yeah, and that is like I said. 
this movie is about reaction rather than action. Everybody knows what happened. Yeah. See, look at the looks there. God bless. Uh huh. Oh, everybody's saying everything. They're like, mm-hmm. we ain't saying a damn thing. Nowadays, they need like two tons of exposition to explain exactly what the fuck is going on here. Yeah, and of course he doesn't do that. Now we're at really the start of uh, the John Ford film. Right, exactly. Now, this scene is taken from the... Right now, this is a bunch of scenes I recognize from the John Ford movie. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're going into overtime in seven minutes, so wait till around 10 ter, 10 four, unless you're listening to later on the blog talks. I mean, the 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 Whatever. God damn it, you stupid white boy. Stupid Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> oh, da-da-da. On the Spotify, then you're going to be listening to this the whole way around. So I need to ask you, what? Uh, okay, you mentioned this before, very briefly in the uh, Ford film, Victor McLaughlin. Uh, 
is the film, in your your estimation, sympathetic to McLaughlin and his situation and why he informs? Yeah. Okay. But we Do don't get none that... of this backstory in this. Right. In this one, and there's no prob- sympathy for Tank because we see the backstory. Well, he we see it tanks on the bottle. Right. You really tank. don't blame Tank, but you blame the booze. Same reason that they didn't trust him. Rocco Lee Brown, man. If anyone steals this movie, in my opinion, it's Roscoe Lee Brown. I don't know if you agree with that. As good as Max Julian is, as, as good as Tank is, Ruby D. And God, I want that neighbor jacket. I thought <laughs> you'd want that uh, herbal uh, substance that he... Oh, fuck yeah. No, that herbal substance that he's partaking of. Oh, oh, absolutely. I'm okay with that, too. Oh, God, here we go. Speaking of shoes, another great, 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 great one about the troubles that people need to see is the one and only dead man shoes. Yes. Ha <laughs> ha That's a trouble fairy caper I know. Yeah. They have no sense of the ridiculous. <laughs> See, this is in the original movie. This is how quick everyone come to realize, you know. Yeah. It's also making comments about the social strata within the, the black community, too. Yeah. Fade in, fade out with the with with the, the the smoke, and that too is really good. I got to check something. Uh, I want to know who this actor is. 
Which one? Uh, the Kyle, the older guy. Oh. I've seen him too, and I'm trying to figure out where. That's you Frank Silvera. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, that's Frank Silvera. Oh, uh, hold on. Fear and Desire, Ombre, The Appaloosa, Valdez is coming. Yeah. Che, The Stalking Moon. Yes, The Stalking Moon. Okay, that's where I know him from. Again, someone you see a lot of in this period of time, but you don't really get the face. It depends on who gave you the number, motherfucker. Who you bought it from. Yeah, this movie is stacked when it comes to good black actors. And this could be a this could have been a stage play. Oh, absolutely. No question. In fact I think there have been stage plays based based on the informer. In fact, I know there are. I'm just talking about uptight. Yeah. Well, remember, the scene was a stage director way before he was a film director. Yeah. And he wrote plays. So he looked at it that way. Of course, he wanted actors, too. You know, the thing about this, you look at the actors here. These guys have been acting for a while. And yet, you don't know who they are at this point because there's no real, um, you know, venue for them that's going to get them known around, you know, outside of, uh, of of their black repertory theaters. And so, you know, these these people were really, really good. Yeah, that's the main problem, even though the book is fucking great that Tracy got me is that it really doesn't start its narrative. Cotton comes to Harlem in 1970. Mm-hmm. So, so is this movie at all mentioned in that book? Yeah, I told you in 19, you know, they call it the 60s, the pre-black exploitation. Okay, gotcha. And that's another thing that we don't talk about is how poor, fat, poor folks, they would live on selling blood to the blood bank, not just junkies. Yeah. Mm hmm. But he actually stages this like a play. Take a look at that. How he this does the, scene, the yeah. background. You can see each of the actors. He, that's exactly how he's staging it. And he's shooting it straight from, from a proscenium arch. Like you're the audience. So 
Look how sad they look rather than angry with him. Yeah. They realize everybody fucked up. Yeah. And I love this. Instead of, you know, I think it's funny that Jules believed in revolution, but he has this scene here that's anti-revolution. Oh, oh absolutely. Or does, does this go back to uh, a translation of the line by Marquis de Sade? Submission without consent is not full submission, thus it doesn't count. Right. Revolution without counsel is not true revolution, thus it's just revenge. Mm-hmm. Or if I like to quote one of my favorite movies with uh, graffiti on the wall from uh, Oh Lucky Man, Revolution is the opiate of the people. You think you're really going to have a revolution? You really do? No, you're not. Or to quote John Lennon, so you say you want a revolution, (laughs) you can count me out. (laughs) And... Even the Manson family disguised their bullshit under revolution. Oh, yeah. These ain't the well-organized revolutionary motherfuckers in the spook who sat by the door. These are yeah. a bunch of angry young men playing revolution. Mm-hmm. Of course, the fire and the and, and that—that's all about. You know, you're actually in hell. You're, yeah, you no, know, and I. You every, think you're escaping hell? You're not. I say that every time that I work with you. Me? Yeah. <laughs> I'm in hell. <laughs> Look at them. Yeah, but you keep what returning back to no, it. No, look so, what they're hey, doing. Like what it. are they doing? What are they doing? Just look at their eyes. What are they doing? Yeah. The two killers. They don't want to do it either. Nobody wants to do the right thing. They want to do the white, you know. Yeah. Oh, no. This here will be the last third of the movie, not just the last act. Right. Because pretty much the Clark and shot for the first time we've seen him. Mm-hmm. The movie, the, the original form is about a guy who's fucked and we're learning why he's fucked. That is a hotel I would not stay at. I'm just saying. Yes, you would if you was that broke. Yeah, that's true. 
We all would if we was that broke. Broke ain't no joke. No, it's not. I got, by the time I got up to Chicago, this area was, as they say in France, gentrified. <laughs> None of the old buildings, the old nights were gone. Yeah. You've been shot already, ain't he? I think so. No, he hasn't been shot. He escapes. I don't think he does get shot in this. Yeah, he does. That's well, the same the end. ending. Yeah, at the end. But it's not like he's shot and he's remembering. Then the, the shot, the way he likes, and look at the the, the 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 sweat and everything. You know, this is not. You know. No, it's what we call down south. We call them the liquor sweat. He's sweating the booze yeah. out of him. All right. You know, it's frustration. You know what a thousand dollars would equal to? What? Hundred pieces of silver. Yeah. And that is actually true. The Bible. I love the fact that we went off the beaten trail and, hell, we even got lost in the damn woods when we uh, tackled Black History Month this year. Yep. I do, too. And, again, you know, I said this at the beginning. This is a movie that very few people know that I think is one of the seminal black films ever made. I put this in the same... Uh, category 1968 as medium cool which is my favorite film of, of that decade of the 60s this is up there this is like number two or number three and 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 seriously this is a great film and a great director uh who had his share of troubles and you know this was the first film where he came back to the u.s after all, oh, all and another TV thing came out this year that was interesting too. That goes with this, okay? Which is uh, what's his name? Who did Dog Day Lumet's uh, 
television adaption of uh, The Crucible, instead of using Miller's script, he used nothing but transcripts from the UAC trial. Yep. Uh, this movie is about <laughs> ugliness. Yeah. Well, 1968, if you look at the movies, it's all about ugliness. Mm-hmm. Lack of trust, lack of unity. And all these shots of Cleveland, man, what an ugly fucking city. Oh, God, yeah. Seriously. And he used And with that, that music and the way he's walking, you can tell what he's ready for. Yeah. In the in the informer, when the killers find him, he just goes, "All right, let's get it yeah. over with." Remember in his youth. And there's the there's the song, we all know. What? Booker T. The style. Yeah, the style of Booker T. Well, this that's the, the big Booker T song. Style. They... No, this ain't Green Onions. No, but this is this is his other big hit. Trust me, I know. I had the 45, and I'm trying to remember what the name of it is. The I think inter- I can find that. Entertainer. And who used this? This is not the entertainer. I don't know who it is, but I know who used it. And who used it a fucking lot. Who was it, Dermaine Chong, when they appeared on their game show? Hold on. I'm trying to think of the name of this. Well, forget the name. Like I said, who used this a lot? And he was one of your favorites on his game show. I have no idea who you're talking about. Well, should I say his gong show? He didn't use this. Yeah, he, he didn't did. use this. this. Dun, no, he didn't. Dun, 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 dun. It was more of a big band sounding version of it. But yeah, it was the same thing. Oh, now I gotta figure out the name of this song. He gonna be up all night, people. Just trust. Oh, me. I am too. I'll figure it out. Dun dun dun. But, but that half white boy was right, and only one thing: murder is murder. 
No matter how you slice it, no matter how you cut it, you can call it revenge, you can call it justice, but murder is Look at him. Yeah. Time is tight. That's the name of the song. Time is tight. Yeah. The end. I love this. Juanita Moore as Mama. Again, an yeah. actress that. Frank Silvera, Roscoe Lee Brown, Julian Mayfield, Janet McLaughlin, Max Julian, Juanita Moore. Juanita Moore appeared a lot with Max Julian. She, I think yep. she was Mama in the Mac. She was. She's definitely in the Mac. Well, what do you think? Of course it was good. It was smart and dangerous. It had bite and wasn't afraid to do that. It's about an angry man who believed in revolution. As you said, he committed revolution. Mm -hmm. But he's showing how bad and good revolution could be. You know, I, I want to read something from Robert Roger Ebert's review. Um, and I want to see if you agree with it. Now, this review was was done in 1969, January, right after it was uh, released. And this is what he says. A final note. A white friend tells me how he saw Uptight the other day and was disturbed by the audience reaction. There was a cheer every time a white guy got hit. This should have been an educational experience, providing our side with the same sort of feeling that blacks have had for years when a black guy got hit or had to shuffle or had to squeeze inside to step and fetch its stereotype. Uptight finishes those days forever. Unfortunately, I don't think he was right. But that's how powerful no, this film No, it started it, but yeah. Yeah. If you want to know the film that put the Stewart's heart, that's got to be... Sweet back. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Uh, yeah, and then you go one. on to the empowerment films like Shaft and Superfly, where you fight the man and you win, or you win in, on your own terms. But this one's more, much more realistic than that. Well, that's what he's talking about. He loses on his own terms. It may yeah. not be your type of dance. But it's still mm-hmm. a good dance. Yeah. Sometimes it's better to lose on your own terms than to win on your own terms. If that makes any sense. Yeah, it does. Absolutely it does. Uh, well, but next you can see why I've, been, it, I, I've yeah. been pushing this film forever. I mean, to me, this is a really important statement. 
Uh, and yes, you nope. are right. It's a very important film, not a statement. Statement takes well, it into a pretentious area that it doesn't need to go to because right, it will okay. alienate some of the basic audience that needs to see this that wouldn't see it if someone said, this movie is an artistic statement. Yeah, you're right. I, 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 mis, I, I misjudged my language there. But it, it's important because it does say something. Let's put it that way. Well, there's a difference between you. You use you use words like artistic, statement, mezzanine, like I use the word motherfucker. <laughs> true. This is true. <laughs> Not that I don't use the word motherfucker. Yeah. You're um, an amateur when it comes to the word motherfucker. <laughs> but I, I'm so... So glad. Now, now, what other question I have for you real quick. Um, comparing this to the informer, do you think it's as good? Do you think it's better? Do you think it's not oh, as good? Oh, it's as good. It's, like I said, it's a remake that isn't a remake. It has different arguments. Yes. Yes, I agree. Uh, and I think a lot of that comes from not only who wrote the script, but also from Jules Dassin, the director, and what he went through. Yeah, which amazes me because he didn't bring up any of that dirt. No, it was subtext, though. You you know, I mean, so... No, there wasn't no subtext. If he wanted to do subtext, he would have crucified Tank's ass to the cross. But he doesn't do that because he he tried to understand the whole situation, and and, and uh, right. that was one thing about the scene um, in his films. Even beforehand, he tried to look at, at at least from a objective viewpoint why someone does what they do and, and and what are the pressures and so on and so forth and what are the reasons. Of course, one of the reasons is drink here. And Jules the scene. Uh, 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 you know, had seen was not a drinker, but had seen his father be be uh, 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 abusive and that because of drinking. So you know, all this comes yeah. into play. Booze is the ant. If I'm gonna put the true enemy in this movie, it's booze. Yeah, you know, and and, and we watch those trailers, and what's the main enemy there? Drugs. It's the same enemy. Yeah, drugs. Yeah. That's the same well, enemy. Well, we'll see you next week. We have plans, but it just seems like uh, those plans. We might have to move those plans to a different month because it seems like those plans are becoming harder and harder and harder because when it comes to the plans, we're very picky, picky, picky motherfuckers. Because I do have a, is, I do have something to say to you very quickly, as far as plans are concerned. I heard today that Rachel has got back uh, uh, her um, Wi-Fi, and she's going to make sure that the Wi-Fi is working, so we can get back to uh, a little kung fu here soon. Oh, cool! Because we still got to do Master of the Flying Guillotine. We certainly AKA do. We got to do that with Rachel. One arm boxer versus 
Flying Guillotine. <laughs> yep. The only movie with two fucking titles. <laughs> yep. Well, that's not true. <laughs> on the on the title card right after each other. Oh, yeah, oh on the title card. Okay, true. on the title yeah. card. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Sorry. Yeah, I have Master of the Flying Guillotine. and Alice, Sweet Alice and such. Yeah, no, it was like Master the Flying Guillotine, cut, one-armed boxer versus flying, you know, flying guillotine. I'm like, God damn. (laughs) (laughs) But until next week, good night, farewell. Look this movie up on the YouTube. It is well worth it and a very good damn copy. And go see Cocaine Bear this weekend. Why? Because it has a cocaine, because it has a bear snoring cocaine and Ray Liotta in one of his last performances. Absolutely. All right, folks. Thanks a lot, Stephen, for having me on and doing this film. Really appreciate okay. it. Okay. Good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. Good night, sweetheart. Well, it's time to go. I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night, sweetheart. Yeah. Mm-hmm.